We start this again. <laughs> I forgot. Hello, it's, it happens naturally in a bar. Uh, start again, eh? No, no, no. I reckon that's a good. Let's. That's the start. <laughs> I, I'm cheers. Dana. Cheers. Oh, cheers. cheers. Isn't it cheers first? Yeah, cheers. yeah. Clunk, clunk. Um. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a good sound. It's the bottle in my glass. <laughs> I've brought the whole bottle up. <laughs> I'm Kana. I'm Amby. Welcome to Diplomacy Games. The podcast uh, about um, the game diplomacy and having a few drinks at the same time as we become more and more inebriated and less and less lucid. Um, Kana, third episode now still stuck at home. Doesn't it fucking yep. suck? It does. <laughs> it does. I'm sort of been having daydreams about what sort of services I'd go and get when this social distancing and quarantine gets lifted and high on that is going down to the local pub and having a drink that's probably step one um, which pub would that be by the way it doesn't matter that's <laughs> the first one that's open um you'll be at the doors banging on the doors at 10 a.m let me in um that, that that's high on the list because mm-hmm. um, i'm getting a bit sick of drinking at home and only at home although the other day i did take some um, beers down to the park and had some beers with a mate down there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. So that but was it's only Last night we had uh, we went to over one of our um, neighbours behind us and to the sides, so I suppose, 45 degrees diagonally behind us. And, um, yeah, because the, the rules at the moment here in Queensland is that two people can visit somebody in their own private residence provided you keep 1.5 metres apart. So we did all that, sat on the back deck, had some great drinks. Had some wonderful food, great company. Yeah, so it's 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 good. I think most people aren't even doing that. They're still staying at home. Sorry, staying at home and not doing much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's pretty much it. Um, what else? I'm going to get a um, like a deep tissue massage. Okay. Definitely going to get one of those. Well, you can yeah. do that now. You can't. No, mass. No, Queensland's. You can't do no, massage. No, 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 no. Massage things changed the other day. Did it? Uh, it depends on what you're doing. If if it's an actual sport, if it's if it's a quote unquote sports massage or something like that, um, you can do it. It basically the rules because we've got a friend who is a, um, a I suppose a physio, not physio. It's a, she's she's a she is a mass, masseur, but for like sports mass, masseurs and things. Mm. And we go to her all the time prior to this. And um, yeah, so the the rules changed here in Queensland. Oh, I want to say last weekend, or maybe it was the beginning of the week. So, I mean, uh, Mrs. Ambie's already been and got one, got a massage. Um, so you can now do that. And I think they're changing the, the – the, they've already kind of flagged that they're going to start opening some shops which had previously been closed, but I didn't even know they were closed, like bloody shoe shops and handbag shops. So I think that's appealing to all the, um, I don't know, people who want shoes and handbags. Well, I have to say I went and got a haircut the other day on the weekend. Oh, good. Yeah. So that didn't ever shut. Um, yeah. I'm going to turn my video off just so I don't fuck up because you, know, you never turned your video on. No, I didn't. No. Why's that? You and your underwear. Why? <laughs> I, don't, I just don't like looking at me ugly mutt when I'm talking. I, I, it disconcerts oh. me. So um, 
yeah, so head down to the bar. That sounds good. Hey, hey um, have you got any music organised for today? Because I think it's your turn for the music choice. Jesus, I didn't even think about it. Okay. I'll oh, do we do something drinks on first? in the background? It's all right. Um, I'm on Forex Bitter. You're still well, on the Forex Bitter? Well, no, I've, I've cycled. I've, I've, I've had Summersby Cloudy. I've had. <laughs> no, um, last episode, you're on Forex Bitter as well. Yeah, I know. It's been like a whole week, and I've sort of cycled around back to it. Ah, oh, look, gotcha. two weeks. Yeah. I was at Dan's the other day, and I was actually tempted to go get some Forex Bitter just to, to, to have that, but I end up. Instead, going okay. I'll have the beer. What I sorry, the beer that I have when I'm down the beach because I can't be down the beach, so I got that instead, which was a Bolter XPA, beautiful beer. Ooh, Bolters are nice. Yeah, yeah. I think it's owned by is it Mick Fanning, the surfer? Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Well, you get yourself your, your music organised. You want me to pause it for a moment? No, no. It's I can I can multitask. Oh, really well done. Uh, doing it as oh, we speak. So you, you're having Forex Bitter. So whilst you're doing that, I'll, I'll mention what I'm having. Um, yep. I've got a San Valentin Grenache um, from somewhere in Spain. It's um, currently on clearance at Dan Murphy's, and it's not bad for the price. I think it's only about 9 bucks. So um, the one thing that we were talking about off-tape, Kana, which is really interesting, is that our – Drinking costs have dropped substantially though ever since we've had to record from home because we can just go to the Dan Murphy's or the bottle shop and, and you know, what you would normally at the – I mean, I bought this bottle for like 10 bucks, And honestly, if we were in a bar, they'd probably charge 10 bucks just for a glass. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Can you hear that? Yeah, I heard it, but it sounded like someone talking. It was. It was an ad. I'm just oh, okay. That, but hang on. All right. Oh, you're not doing the CD player again? What? No, I'm in a different room. Ah, okay. This is just straight off YouTube. Mumford and Sons is where we're starting. We'll just... The musical journey tonight is wherever YouTube takes us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is, it, is this like Kana's playlist that, you know, it's been sourced on your previous listening and viewing pleasure? Um, sort of, sort of. And I've got it on auto select, so it's just going to do a big range, so... Okay, so we might get the odd ad in the background. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. If I hear that, I'll just mute it. But yeah, we'll see how we go. So, okay. I mean, the 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 wine I'm having now, um, mm-hmm. it's as I said, it's a, it's a ten dollar wine, so it's quite nice, but uh, it's nothing overly expensive um, or overly flash. It's just a good solid table red, nice opening, but nothing spectacular. Kind of like my games today. <laughs> But which we'll get to soon, uh, it has the Forex just as, as, I won't say good as gold because that's the Forex gold, isn't it? Uh, as good as um, as good as a, a, a hearty Forex bit. How about that? Um, anyway, but we are a diplomacy game um, yes. podcast, first and foremost. Um, yes. And we both enjoy getting sloshed, you know, of course. But, you know, first and foremost. Last night I got massively sloshed. That's why I couldn't drink until about, you know, two, five minutes ago. I was like, I had the, I didn't have a bad hangover. I just felt like I wanted to sleep, you know, because I had this game that started at 7am local time here in in Queensland. But um, I was so tired and I got to the end of it and I just wanted to go for a nap and didn't though. I powered on. So I'm going to be crashing pretty early tonight. Okay. Well, tell us about this game, because that was one of the things we are going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was um, run by the Minnesota Diplomacy Club, 
Um, obviously, at the moment, a lot of face-to-face stuff. In fact, all face-to-face stuff can't happen. Um, so they organised a online game. So uh, I think it was Zachary. Was it Zachary Moore organised it? Uh, so first off, um, Zach, thank you very much. It was actually it was a great game. Uh, it was wonderfully organised. Uh, there were two boards that were running at the same time, so we had fourteen players. Oh, um, bravo! Yeah, yeah it was, it's actually the uh, the maths was was spot on because it was exactly fourteen. Um, yep. And I was on game two, which had uh, let me just kind of bring it up here. I can't remember which bloody tab it was now. So um, I was Russia. Um, now gray. bring yeah, me up, bring me up to scratch. Russia is not your favourite country to draw. No, 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 no. But we'll, we'll talk about. Well, that's correct. But I started channeling my inner uh, Melissa call. Um, around what I should be doing as Russia. So when I found out I <laughs> – this is going to sound really bad. And and for those players who, who were listening in who played the game and re- and went, oh, he took a long while to start his diplomacy, you know, discussions or he's diplowing. Um, in fact, we got an extension. But it, it, part of it had to do with I was, A, having technical problems, but, B, I was also trying to go back to the section of Melissa Call's interview where she kind of talked about how to play Russia and how to play Russia well. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and obviously um, you take it on board, not. Uh, no, 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 I did, I did. And it started really, actually, it went really, really well until probably about the mid-game. And that was entirely my own fault because I got stabbed and then I got stabbed again. But um, I'll, I'll quickly, I'll quickly, um, oh shit, probably they've got all their bloody fake names in, in the... Yeah, you got Captain Poopy Shoe <laughs> playing Austria, um, Jams Burry playing England, Kevin playing France, Eric Grinnell playing Germany, Tom yeah. Sever playing Italy, Amby yourself playing Russia, and Obi Jin Kenobi playing Turkey. Yeah, so their real names um, England was Joseph, Austria was Ben, Turkey was Craig, uh, Italy was Hal. France was Kevin, then there was me, and uh, you mentioned before Eric was um, Germany. Okay. So, uh, and so this game ended up in a five-way draw, you're saying? Yeah, which was good. So basically the, the – the, the, um, I think we've talked about before when we spoke to um, Eric Van Mecklen, which is a different Eric to Eric Grinnell. Um, so – the Minnesota Diplomacy Club basically runs a – all the games that they do, they kind of keep a tally for how everyone plays. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, they have a top board, you might remember. So whoever comes the first, you know, the final seven, and they then become, you know, the um, the winner of the of the club for the year, which is fantastic. Um, so they work on the basis of some of scores. And we got to the point where this game actually kind of wrapped up in – when was it? What was the year of it? Uh, 1906 which actually quite quite early um, but I think that had a lot to do with the fact that so by that point in time both England and Austria had been eliminated and um, I think there were two quite clear power blocks there was Turkey and Italy uh, and then uh, Germany who was definitely in control of the next alliance and myself and France and between Germany, myself, and France, we were pretty confident that we could create a stalemate line to just, you know, bring the game to a two or five-way draw. 
Um, and and at one point in time, there was, I think, just just prior to this draw going through, there was talk about actually having a three way draw, uh, which was proposed strangely enough by by Germany for him, Italy, and uh, Turkey, <laughs> which both France and uh, France kind of said popped up on 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 the global chat going uh. So what does that mean for me? And I said, the same as me, we're fucked. Um, and we're out of the game. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, they put it to a draw and then uh, I kind of put in for a five-way draw and surprisingly it all got passed as a five-way draw. Mm, I think that cool. had to do with the, the sum of scores, uh, sum of squares because um, those players who regularly obviously playing in that particular um, grouping um, did did quite well so um, but that, that being said quite a lot of players in there weren't from the local Minnesota area so I know for, for absolute certain uh, I, I, I'm not uh, but also Craig who was playing from Turkey I think he was from somewhere in uh, later on I, I kind of he got interviewed on the on the periscope and uh, I think he sounded like he might have been somewhere more in Montana or somewhere like that um, yeah. And um, Eric was in Brooklyn, I think. So there were quite a few players who were all in different locations. So I think we were just kind of just crashing the local, the local scene, so to speak. So walk me through the sort of um, technology, or the how did you how did you hook up? What what systems did you use? Um, how were orders submitted? That sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. So, look, to, to be honest, apart from just some early um, problems that I had, and it was just me, because, and I was I was kind of told by, by Eric because of Australia being, you know, where we are in the world, you know, I think I was, we were accused of having, you know, communist technology because, you know, we're just... <laughs> <laughs> because because we're not totally free market, you know, egalitarian, what are you doing, you know... Communist. Jesus. Well, well, you know, because we've we've got things where obviously, as we've talked about on the show previously, you know, we we, we do have public health systems and <laughs> socialist at the most, like not democratic uh, socialism. Well, I suppose. Look, 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 I think I think Eric 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 has a good time trying to roll people up, and um, and that sometimes is a lot of fun. And, and I'll say right now, I had a fantastic time playing with him. Yeah. Um. So provided you kind of. When someone starts talking like that, you go, you take it with a grain of salt, and you just see where things go instead of being insulted. I, I think you're fine, um, but you know that was just on that. You know, I might have a totally different view if I don't know. My grandparents were in a gulag that you know was run by by Stalin. <laughs> that would be <laughs> a totally different story. You know, I mean, in which case I'd be quite insulted. So I can see where where these things, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the time or whatever would be fine, and other times there'll be edge cases where it goes all you know screwy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so but technology was, wise, yeah. so yeah. so apart from from so my so basically, long story short, the game uh, interface, so where you would place your orders and where the adjudication was happening, was on Backstabber. So we'll create some links through on the show notes. Uh, to that so I actually one thing just, just so everybody knows because I, we always say oh it's in the show notes and um, I actually heard someone in a podcast once recently say so go to the website and you'll find all the stuff in the show notes so the problem is at the moment most of the show notes are actually attached to the podcast and you do get a lot of the stuff if there's any images usually it doesn't go into your podcast feed for some crazy reason I don't know that being said you'll be able to click through to the link so we'll put the link through to the Backstabber game. So the Backstabber was the interface that we would work off, but the actual um, the negotiations were all happening on Discord. 
And the thing I found really interesting about this, that um, I mean, I've been playing a number of games on Discord now that have been run by no pun intended, and and they've all been text based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but because this was a live game, it was actually done on audio in uh, Discord, so we were able to kind of all talk to each other. Uh, there was video as well if you really needed to, but most people didn't do video. I think everyone pretty much just used audio because it was just easier on the old bandwidth. Uh, yep. For our communist technology down here, yeah. Um, actually, when you think about it, the MBN is is pretty close to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, a sip of wine. Um, yeah, so that that was going on there. The thing, the the only problem I had from a technical point of view was I was using everything on my laptop, mm. and when I was trying to have the conversations with people. And maybe this is because the way that my laptop is currently configured when we're, you know, recording things like this, I think my laptop by default wants to go to um, this particular microphone that I'm speaking into now, which is a little bit better than that little dot that's somewhere on the actual laptop that's meant to also act as a microphone. The one I'm using. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yours is pretty good, actually. Okay. So, well, yeah. well done. Um so instead for all the uh, audio conversations on Discord, I was actually using my phone because I already had a Discord app on there. Um, my, <laughs> my, my iPhone earphones um, stopped working literally only about two days ago. So I had to, <laughs> at 7 a.m. when the game started, I had to sneak upstairs to uh, my daughter's bedroom because she's got the same jack in her iPhone that I have and she was fast asleep, so I swiped her earphones. <laughs> <laughs> Brought them downstairs. She's cool with that because occasionally I need to borrow them, and um, yeah. And from that point of view, it was it was great. It was easy. The only other downside I'd say was I could never really. And, and other players said this to me, as, or some players said to, to me this as well. You can never really hear anyone ringing you. Um, so if someone was trying to get a hold of you, it was a little bit difficult. And and sometimes that worked, and sometimes that. Uh, didn't work, so I think I, I found that usually the players that I were was allied with. Bloody Mrs. Zambi's obviously put the dog out when I said when I locked the whole house out to make sure she didn't. I know why; it's because the dog would have got fed, so that's why she's been put out. Let oh, me just pause for a second. Yep. yep. And um, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, you're talking about the technology. The, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So it, it was a little bit hard because I wouldn't, I wasn't getting the the phone calls coming through. It wasn't clear. And um, likewise, uh, I, I, I think the whole time, literally the whole time, I never received a call. So either A, I wasn't loved at all, but more likely B, it just wasn't really working. So, and part of that had to do with if you were, if you were already on a, a call to someone else, it, you weren't getting any prompts to let you know that. Apart from after you got off the phone, you could then see someone tried to phone you. Mm. Mm. So the technology is still not quite there for some sort of cross-multi-tasking. I look, I look. The fact that I mean, we actually, and, and the good thing that Zachary did with this was, um, or Zach, is that um, apart from the very, very first uh, turn because of the problems I was having and because I was quickly trying to listen to Mel's advice, um, all the other turns were twenty minutes, and twenty minutes was spot on with dealing with the technology. Uh, yeah. And being able to have the decent conversations, I, I, at no stage did I feel I was um, pressured and like went shit. I haven't had the chance to kind of you know um, 
talk to everyone I want to talk to or alternatively put in my orders the way I want to. It was all pretty good. And, and towards the end, as we had players being eliminated, we dropped it from 20 minutes down to 17 minutes and down to 15 minutes. That's a good idea doing that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, because you don't need to talk as much. Yeah, yeah. There's less people to talk to. It makes perfect sense. Um, but no, look, I really was... I went into this not knowing how the technology was going to work. Yeah. And I was very, very uh, pleasantly surprised. I think if you were someone who had signed up for this and had never used Backstabber and had never used Discord, it would be a little bit of a steep learning curve, but not much. I think there were some players there who had never used Discord before um, and it all seemed to work. When you think about it, actually, I've been using it, but I had probably the most problems, but I've never used it for audio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So can I tell a little about my strategy? Yeah, exactly, sure, sure, yeah. So, as I said before, I was um, listening to Mel Call, Melissa Call's advice from when uh, our Poppycon session out the back of, of her place, just before the game, before Poppycon started. Go off Germany, remember, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ally with Germany. Okay, yep. And I was... I, my, my very, very first conversations were with, with Craig as Turkey, and he was like, hey, hey, let's do an RT. And, of course, you go, yeah, yeah, of course, RT, all the way. And I was actually surprised that he followed through with that for quite a while. But more surprisingly was um, when I started talking to Germany and I said, look, hey, I'd like to try something. No one ever sees a Russia-Germany alliance happening. Uh, how about we give it a go? And he had picked up some chatter, truthful or not, or whether he just made it up himself and passed it on to other players, including me that um, England and France, quote-unquote, knew each other. So that might actually mean that they actually, perhaps they played locally in the Minnesota club. That's probably what it really, really meant. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he got the very clear impression that they were, you know, joined at the hip. And to be perfectly honest, for the first, well, actually for, for probably the half of the game, that was very, very true. They were working in lockstep. And, yep. uh, and that naturally, I think, freaked out Germany because obviously when you're looking at, at the West, if you've got England and France working together, there's only one player they can work against, uh, which is Germany. Um, so he was quite keen for us to come up to an accommodation. You might remember Mel said, look, hey, depending on what happens, you know, you, you negotiate with Austria at the start and try to work out what, what's going to work with Galicia. You work, you know, you talk to Germany about what's going to happen with Sweden. And I did... Both of those things, my conversations with Germany proved fruitful in the sense of um, Austria, and this was a small. This was probably the only other technical thing I had a problem. I had any difficulty with, and it was entirely my fault. Uh, I had to have conversations with Austria about bouncing in Galicia um, because he said, "Oh, I'm thinking maybe moving there. Maybe we just do a bounce." I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's all cool." But he also said, "But at the same time." I'd be happy for, um, what did he say? He'd be happy for it to stay as a DMZ so that I could then move down towards um, Romania. Yep. And I thought, yeah, okay, that's cool. But when we got to the state, when you're in, because I don't use Backstabber a huge amount. And when I went into the interface, I'd set all my orders, but I'd actually forgotten to um, ready them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and when I made a decision to ready them was roughly the same. I kind of thought I was just 
reading the orders, like saving the orders, like haven't actually submitted them, that time was out. And then around that time, probably about because of, of the of the fuck up and the confusion earlier on that I pretty much created uh, around the time of that first phase, um, Zach suggested, hey, how about we just wrap it up now? And everyone went, yeah, 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 yeah. And I kind of went, oh, I thought inside my head going, fuck, I haven't got a chance to go back and correct go back to Austria and, and clarify the situation because I'd promised that I was going to do that. Um, but because everyone was like, yeah, 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 I, I just kept the step quiet. I didn't want to kind of create an yeah. issue. Can, can so, I jump in and ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. So you you were dislodged from Norway by England and you retreated in Norwegian Sea. Yeah. Uh, which, which year are we talking about? Um, fall 1902. This is going to take a while. Oh, fuck. I think I move this. Fall. Oh, there we are. That's a good interface. So you kind of click down a button and it makes it easy to move. Okay, yep. I've got moved to Norwegian Sea. Yep, bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get into um, spring 1903. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in why you didn't move to Clyde to take Liverpool. Yeah, I, I was seriously thinking about that. Like, seriously, seriously thinking about that. Yeah. So, so um, what happened there? Well, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but sure, let's 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 do it. Yeah. Um, main main issue was because of the the dance that it had occurred in the north, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that. Oh, wait a second! I'm going to just contradict myself. Oh no, I know what it was. So go back to November, not November. Fall. Yeah, because England had a army in St. Petersburg instead of the fleet, I was concerned around how that would work. Oh, I think. Or did I move into St. Petersburg? No, he took Norway from. You, you were sitting in Norway. It was still oh. English. Okay, well, so basically, long story short, yeah. I, I can't. Oh, you're saying about why I. Okay. Mm. Sorry, Kana, the alcohol's starting to kick in, mate. Well, oh shit! I've gone through half a bottle already. Um, this is the problem when we've got sponsors for the show, which we'll get to soon. Um, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was come, trying to come up with a plan that would mean that I could squeeze things out and just totally control the north. And yeah. I think Germany suggested that, and I kind of agreed. And maybe Germany was doing that because you know he had his own needs okay and then then i jump forward a couple of seasons and i see turkey stabs you by taking romania and the black sea in spring 1904 yes did you see that coming no (laughs) No. not at all (laughs) so that was a good step um he he did a great stab and and look credit where credit's due for, for craig that was a that was a fantastic play I think again there was this this game was actually this game and, and, and game one was being periscoped by um, Siobhan and Goffey and oh, a few other people uh, Eric Mead who kind of turned up which was interesting because he currently doesn't play diplomacy mm. uh, I think it was kind of organised by oh, I want to say Brandon but I can't really remember and um, yeah I think Goffey mentioned that was the perfect stab you know what i mean 
And and Siobhan picked up on this around the whole idea of reading the board versus reading the players. And I really got too much into reading the players and I trusted Craig too much. I felt he was 100% legit that we were moving towards this situation where um, we had just eliminated Austria, which is probably really should have got my spidey signals, you know, tingling at that point of time that something was potentially up. But I, I thought he was being legitimate for us then to kind of continue to press on onto um, Italy and do a proper jug, and uh, and it didn't happen. He had the the perfect stab with smeared at Armenia, Conda Black Sea, rum to Sevastopol. Um, oh no, it wasn't rum to Sevastopol. It was Bulgaria to rum with Serbian support. So basically, set himself up so that come autumn, rum filled, um, Sev filled. And also on top of all that, uh, by him not having Serbia support holding Budapest, Budapest, which I was in, fell to the Italians. Yeah. So it was a fantastic move and credit where credit's due. Um, great stuff. Yep. And he's probably also seeing what's happened up in the north and seeing you weren't making any headway against England whilst Germany was. Yeah, I can see the logic behind that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it was um oh, let me just double check now. Yeah, and then of course the following turn and fall, uh Germany took advantage of the situation and, and waltzed into Sweden, taking that off me. Um whilst then repositioning his units into Munich and Berlin to start potentially moving uh east against me as well. So you had a good game. It was it was, it was worthwhile. Oh, look, I, actually, I had a really – I was surprised at how much of a good time I had playing a online game that was, like, real-time. I've played online real-time games before, uh, mostly over at WebDip, but that's all just typing and things. This was more like – this was like a, a true – what do you call it when you kind of, like, have technology and, and, and humanity kind of joined together, like a cyborg thing, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, something like that. This was similar to that in the sense of you had a very, very, you know, you, you used the online interface, but it enabled the, the actual human interaction. And, yeah, look, this is the type of thing that I, I can really honestly say that when this whole coronavirus situation is done and dusted and everyone goes back to playing their normal, either if they're an online player, they stayed online. But if they play face-to-face games and they go do face-to-face, I wouldn't be surprised if there's this new flurry of um, similar games and like this into the future. It's kind of like everyone said this around. Yeah, this, there's going to be things that change as a result of this to to the way that we work and the way that we you know, interact with each other. And I, I do expect that something like this is going to occur more into the future as well. It may not happen, you know. Every month it might be, you know, a special thing that happens, you know, once every six months or every once a quarter, but it's great, you know what I mean? Well, and I was really challenged by a lot of the players. So they were, they were fantastic players. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, again, Craig was fantastic, uh, Eric was fantastic, and, and Kevin, who played as France, he, play, he played quite very well as well. Mm-hmm. well oh, and, of course, um, I should mention Hal as Italy. He, he played many players very, very well against him, and he did a fantastic job to counter a French assault uh, and then kind of flip them and go towards Austria and then, you know, go towards me. So I think 
there were there were a number of really good players on this board, and the thing I really liked this was my first real quasi face to face interaction with a whole heap of players that weren't you know Melbourneites <laughs> or <laughs> random Australians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or you know Brisbane players as, as we play. So this was a really good experience to try to get a taster. I felt for um, what that face-to-face community is like more broadly across North America. I think it's also in some ways kind of out of necessity shown a new way of playing the game. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, And I do hope it kind of stays there. Like I've I've heard now from, well, yourself and from – Gary over in and Gary and who's that other uh, Gary Sturley um, yeah. over oh, in England yeah. and and it just sounds like it's a you know it's like a wonderful compromise yeah it it's it's a bit more face to face than the online but it's a bit more online than the face to face and I think that there's a lot of potential there to really kind of move that forward in in in, a, in an interesting way yeah yeah absolutely so no a lot of fun um i I don't know i I reckon i mean this is a type of thing that would i play next week Nah, i probably wouldn't play that that quickly again would i play in two weeks maybe you know three weeks definitely you know what i mean i'd be up for that Mm. um and i'd i'd strongly recommend it as well to um pretty much you know all players i think it's it's a great thing to do it's not too different to i suppose what they were doing in um, london with CoronaCon. yeah that's what and, i'm saying yeah 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 and a few others i think are starting to move this way as well even for, for other tournaments um or, or local club scenes so yeah it's fantastic it's, it's it's a good addition to the many different ways you can play diplomacy i, I just come back to my idea of having little robots <laughs> where you know can you imagine it? Okay, so you're playing. Oh, yeah, I can Russian. imagine it. I think it's a yeah. fantastic idea. I don't know how you're bankrolling this. Oh no! And that that Russian robot's got like purple. It's painted purple, and then you zoom over to the to the. Is it purple the, or is it white? The robot that is painted yellow, and you know that you're talking to Turkey, and you can see Turkey talking to the green robot, and you know that they're conspiring. So you you, you sidle up and talk to them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, look, I I totally agree with you. I think it's a fantastic and, and look if um. How much do these robots cost, Kana? Oh, look, I, I'm, this is still all spitballing. I really, like, investigated a bit further. But don't you – I mean, or if it's even technologically feasible, I'm sure it has to be. But, you know, is it is it feasible from the level of, you know, like MIT kind of feasible or RMIT? Or is it feasible as in buy off the shelf and just sort of spitball it together and then advertise it on Discord kind of feasible? So – I'm, I'm just not sure where that sort of technology happens to be at. Yeah, you'd have to use some type of proximity technology as well, wouldn't you? So that, you know, when you start talking to uh, in Discord or whatever like that to a player, that kind of causes your, you know, your red robot to start moving towards the, the black robot, you know? <laughs> so people can see you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. But you also have your, like, your little camera of your, your robot so you'd be able to see it, but... You know, but to also know oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, to know that your robot will automatically find its way to that 
person you say robot go to austria and it finds its way to austria or um whether or not it's like a remote control car i'm not sure but yeah <laughs> i mean obviously there's the thing about this is like the third episode you started talking about this idea so there's there is obviously a, a real drive in you to do this you just you just need some some you know serious cash to make it happen oh i need and i need time to, government grant. to do. that's what i need I need, I need, I could write a doctorate about this. this is, there's a PhD in this. Oh, there is a PhD in this. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Kaner. <laughs> Don't worry about Dr. Recommended. We'll have Dr. Kaner soon. Uh, um, interactivity in a, um, in an environment that relies on human interaction to make decisions of uh, trust, trust basis, trust-based decisions in a in a robotic environment. I know, I'm sure there's a paper in it. It sounds like the title of a dissertation, so it sounds perfect. <laughs> there's a free out there for anyone who's doing robotics. <laughs> Your partner with them, Kayla? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm fr- yeah happy to give free free suggestions. <laughs> Anyway, awesome. So um, I did talk a little bit earlier around um, you know this podcast is being sponsored by people, and this is quite literally probably the first podcast that we have actually well and truly broken even, and if not in the black for once on our drinks costs. So, um, so I think kind of cheers. Yeah, cheers. I need to actually. Speaking of which, I need to get another drink. Okay. All right. Or you're right. Uh, yeah, pause. Hopefully they don't hang up again. Yep. Okay, and, and, and we're back? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, shit, the mind didn't work very well. Fuck, we both stuffed up. Yes, so, for the first time, probably both due to um, donations to the Patreon account, but also the fact that our expenses have dropped because we're now drinking at home. And as I said before, the bottle, cost of a bottle of wine at home is the same as a glass when we go out to the pub. Um, yeah, we, we've, we've actually, for the first time ever, actually got more people donating towards the, uh, the cost of the drinks than we you know, can spend in a single session. Um, so, Yeah, and a special, a special thanks to our new Patreons and our regular Patreons, of course. Um, and you, um, we've had four new Patreons in the in the last month. Um, so Zachary Moore, who uh, who actually was the coordinator of the Minnesota Diplomacy Club, uh, has made a, a, a very generous pledge. So thank you very much, Zach. Um, I'm trying to remember actually what you. <laughs> What, what cabinet post you wanted? I can't find it right now, so my apologies on that one. Or I should be able to find it, but I can't. Um, and then we've had uh, Gary Sturley, who was in the UK that we uh, we interviewed recently. He's he's made a pledge as well. Uh, Umble Heap has he's put in some a little bit of coin, and um, uh, Walshy, who we will talk about soon in my Order of the Dragon game, has made a. Um, a, a very very generous pledge, which pretty much pays well and truly for for um, the drinks in this session, as well as probably the Patreon episode as well. Yep, um, and I do know that Umble Heap would like to be the Secretary of Education. 
um, of all things diplomatically um, required to learn. So things such as um, geography in the classroom and um, how to conduct international relations um, for our budding diplomats. Thank you, Ambala Heap. Absolutely. So we we know that children are our future, so we need to kind of, you know, school them well in diplomacy. Hmm. And Zachary, we can't find it, but we will um, give you a very solid shout out next time when we do find out um, what secretary or ministry post you would like. Likewise, Gary, don't be afraid. Jump in and um, suggest where you'd like to um, find yourself in our government. And and, uh, I did kind of, whilst he only kind of um, threw his hat in the ring literally, you know, probably about 12 hours ago, our time. Uh, he's in, he's an island, so um, he's probably only just waking up now after, you know, drinking 12 pints of Guinness. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's been, it's been good. And, um, and again, thank you very, very much, guys. It's, it does make a big impact. Uh, again, the thing I find most interesting, of course, all, all of them said, you know, put the pretty much putting it towards drinking. Uh, don't worry about the audio equipment. So. <laughs> so we must be making ourselves kind of understood. <laughs> well, maybe maybe because now we're actually not in the pub with, with quite as background music or and, and we actually have, you know, better mics and everything like that at home. Uh, maybe that's kind of making things a little bit better, but who knows? Who knows? Um, we, we, will t- we will talk a little bit more in the Patreon episode we'll record after this one around some of those things, but... Um, We've got yeah, a very just, exciting um, project that we'd like to talk to you guys about on our Patreon. So stay tuned so, for that. There we are. So remember uh, patreon.com. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Diplomacy Games. Um, if you just want to chip in a little bit of coin, that being said, we understand at the moment, obviously, uh, it's not exactly many people being flush with cash. A lot of people under a lot of pressure at the moment. So look, it's purely there as an option, so don't worry. Um, so let's talk about a few other things that are going on. So you have had a game that's recently finished up at um, V Diplomacy, haven't you, Kana? Do you want to talk a little bit about that one? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So the game itself, we'll put a link to it, is Silent Europe. And in this game, I played the Teutonic Order. And we hit a, um, we hit a draw with two, three, four, five, six, seven players. Um, out of, oh, God knows how many. Um, how many are in this? 49? 30, I thought it was 34. Or was that, cha- is that Chaos? Ooh, no, it's more than Chaos. Hang on, I should really just pull that up. Um, 36. That's the 36 yeah, player. It was close to 34. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm really quite wrapped with how this particular game came out, considering um, pulling up the, you know, looking thinking back to how the game played out, there was quite a number of um, moments there where I was really, you know, could have quite well ended up off the board. Um, to start off with, it was the Livonian, or- Livonian um, Orders threat against me, then followed by um, Bohemia, mm-hmm. um, which I very luckily managed to... Um, ally with Sweden who remained a steadfast ally throughout the game um, once we sort of um, found our found our, uh, um, our, our our working way and now he was played by um, well that was played by Ubikasha so thank you Ubikasha 16 um, for being such a great ally in there 
Um, of course, Milan and Tlemcen turned out to be our um, nemesis in the in this game, and that was Tlemcen was played by Ingibot and Milan by Slypups. So a big congratulation to them. And the other three sort of minor powers in there, Switzerland, Hungary, and Papacy from making it through to the end. Um, I guess the thing that really fascinated me on this one is um, sort of the rise and fall of powers. Mm. Um, so at one stage there, Scotland was at about 15% of the supply count. And within seven game years, he'd been removed from the game. He was by far the preeminent power on the board and then sort of disappeared off the face of it. Um, at the thanks same, a lot to Tiemsen. Thanks a lot to, yeah, very much to Lemsen's, um utilisation of the sea lanes there um, to be able to sort of, I remember it was a few episodes ago, Ambi, where I was talking about... Um, I think it was the last episode when you talked about him kind of... He ended up almost finishing up down near the Holy Land. Um, that was yeah, it. But but it was even before that where I was talking about with these larger maps, there's, oh, there's yeah. really like a depth of field to your units. You can kind of afford to um, sacrifice a couple of units in the rear in order to gain a significant strategic advantage um getting behind your opponent do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that's precisely what clemson did in, in in invading england when he did um so congratulations to clemson it was a really fascinating um way it was, it was really fascinating to watch you kind of you know sneak up or well, it's not sneak up but to sort of storm through Spain and then get your units up and around and into um, England and Ireland and eventually eventually got stopped by Sweden and myself, I have to say, but um, watching you get to that point was quite fascinating. Watching that all, um, well, watching the, the preeminent power of the board just sort of crumble under that. Um, so I, I mean, I agree. I think it's been a fantastic game, and those, those, I was originally in this game as, uh, what was it again? Tunis, Tunis. somewhere like that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I think I was one of the uh, Temslin's many uh, early um, <laughs> victims. But um, look, I think credit where credits due. They, they, everybody who kind of made it to the end. You know, well and truly deserved to, to do so. I'm, I'm, I was still confused. I, I really did honestly expect that the papacy would get killed off by Milan, um, particularly with all those you know, supply centres in the middle of, of northern Italy, which he could easily kind of march into. But he obviously felt, no, it wasn't worth it and just better to wrap it up as it was. You know, the stalemate lines were good. He had somebody there who was kind of keeping control of... Um, you know what was occurring in, in you know that 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 bottleneck in the Western Mediterranean. Well, look. In all honesty, um, Milan could have gone for the solo in this. Um, Milan, yeah. Now, especially a few seasons prior to the game finishing, Tlemcen had pretty much most of his units um, 
dedicated to his north um, in that, that, that seaward expansion. It's only been the last couple of seasons where he's pulled in a couple of units to his um, southern flank to Milan. But realistically, Milan could have attacked Tlemcen for significant gains and those, those smaller powers, Hungary, Switzerland, Papacy, would have stayed on Milan's side. He wouldn't He wouldn't have needed to have stabbed them and he would have, um, yeah, I mean, he, he could have pretty much waltzed through Tlemcen, um, given that Tlemcen was in a highly pitched um, battle with Sweden and um, a couple of units of myself around the, the Hebrides. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised he didn't do that, you know. Um, but having yeah. said that, like, you know, there's, you know, I look at I look at the amount of builds that I had, and I could have, you know, just walked straight through the middle of Switzerland's northern units, and there would have been nothing he could have done really to stop me. But um, I, I guess there's there's sorry, you you couldn't walk, walk through Switzerland. I mean, Sweden could. Sweden, yeah. Sorry, that's me. Yeah, sorry, I meant Switzerland, Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I could have built across that, um, you know, that Eastern Eurasian. Oh, shit, um, I said the mic. Step. Sorry about that. If I got a big noise. Yep. That Eastern Eurasian steppe land and just sort of waltzed up north up to um, Scandinavia. Um, but if I'd done that, his whole um, front against Tlemcen would have collapsed. So, you know, had had that that was my thinking as to um, why I didn't. And there was a number of times where Sweden could have really stabbed me and sort of destroyed me, actually, and I was highly aware of that. So I was always keeping units in the um, in the rear just to just as a centre power. I was just not really too confident. Um, mm-hmm. Just not having a couple of units not there just as a sort of backup just in case there was a stab coming. I've been stabbed too many times in this game, Ambi. I'm not. I'm not going down that um, trusting <laughs> route too easy. Oh, look, look. Honestly, yeah. credit where credit's due. I mean, the fact that you again, you, you you were thinking of that. I mean, that's that was my fall in that game I played earlier today. You know what I mean? I trusted people that I shouldn't have. I should have been more attuned to my spidey senses. The fact that you actually were were keeping true to that, I think, is a uh, well. In real life, it's probably it's, it's probably a smart thing, but in the game, it's you know it's an incredibly um, you know important skill to have. So, good call. Yeah, I was hoping though that you were going to get a little bit further out from the Shetlands and started. I actually I kind of half expected that you were going to be the person to uh, take Ireland uh, eventually. I kind of saw this game going for a little bit longer, to be perfectly frank. Um, do you reckon there was any opportunity apart from, you know, the whole stab on Milan or Sweden stabbing on um, Switzerland to kind of keep the game going? Or do you uh, think it was reached pretty much, it, it reached the, the logical point of conclusion? Yeah, look, Sweden had reached a stalemate with Switzerland um, and Milan had hit hit a stalemate with myself and Sweden um, so failing a stab from one of those alliances yeah that the game had hit a point yeah yeah very good and I guess the other thing which is probably most important of all is you've got a, a boast in your boast boost in your V diplomacy points of about 240 points not that it really matters I mean that um, 
That doesn't even get me in the top 100, Ambi. Uh, no, but but you were you got the second highest boost in your points. Yeah, if it bumped me up to 119 on the site. No, you're up to 187 now. What? Yep. <laughs> well, when I last checked, which was only about two minutes ago. No, no, I'm 119. Oh, 119? Yeah. Okay. Oh, unless you're looking at the Where are you 187 oh. from? No, you're looking at the all-time stats. Ah, right. 119. Yep. That is close. You have just got one half-decent good win or good draw, and you may be back in the top 100. I, oh, I feel like there, there might once. be a decent draw just around the corner. We'll wait and see. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Did you want to talk about that or just skip no, to that no, one? No, 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 just leave it at that hanging. But speaking of this map, um, Denmark's come out with another win. I can't so, believe how, how many times bloody Denmark's winning this map. Well, let's actually have a look at it. But um, This one's Holy Empire, isn't it? Yes, yep. Um, let's just go to map. Oh, a few statistics. So... Yeah, and, the, so, the the only country to have soloed on this map has been Denmark, and he soloed twice. Mm. Mm. So look, that being said, um, great job, Sly Pups. Um, really good job. You, you, you did did it well, and <laughs> and and you deserve the win. Um, speaking from um, well, from a moderator's point of view. There was a number of times there where there were players who wanted the game to be drawn, thinking that there was just no way that Denmark could have actually gotten to a win. So we're glad we didn't step in on that. Um, And it's not our policy to anyway. Um, But it just goes to show um, that, like with your win on Divided States there, Amby, you know, just that... He gets to that point where it's just a grind and he's just ground it to the point where he's got the win. So, well done, Sly Pups. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think, I mean, he got a massive boost. So, your, your 240 dwarfs to his almost 600 boost in points. Brings him up to second on the site, doesn't it? Oh, is it second? Wow. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I know he's definitely above me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd have to pull it up, but um, yeah, another one where if you look at the graph, yeah, second, you're right. Yep, if you look at the graph, it's just a slow grind from about thirty-four percent of the map, just grinding, 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 grinding up until the fifty percent where he needs for the win. Interesting, Cypeg's gone now after, you know, only about two or three months from first to third. Yeah, there's, well, a couple of wins on these big maps will do it, hey. Yeah. Um, Coming back to that map, what do you think it is about about that particular map that might advantage Denmark, do you think? I really honestly don't know. I mean, it's it's not any magical position. Like, it's not in a corner where it doesn't have to worry about things. In fact, it's, you know... It's bang in the you, middle, you, isn't it? It's bang in the middle. You, look, you do theoretically have some potential, I think, with 
Oh, because he next to C's and oh, I don't know. I honestly I I don't know because like most of the times I've played this map, um, I've been involved in the killing off of Denmark. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'd say it's it's pure fluke. But the fact that there's only actually soloed twice and it's both been the same player out of thirty six. Well, the same country, yeah. Oh yeah, so say same country, not the same player. You're correct. Um, there's got to be something there. I wonder. I wonder if it's actually got to do with anything. Like he's got, he's got early opening to some of those lowland supply centres, and with a bit of luck, he can play that. Denmark can play to to kind of secure himself from the landlocked countries, and then he can kind of maybe use that to project his sea power for those builds that he needs to sort of just steamroll his southern neighbours who are landlocked. I don't know. That's just my... I don't know. I don't know. I have to have a look at it a bit more. But there's something going on there if if it is Denmark who's won the game twice. But then having said that again, both both of those have been gunboats. Yes. Yeah. By the way, can I just do a very quick tangent? Yeah. I'm surprised that your playlist is similar to my playlist in bringing up the Dead South. <laughs> I love the Dead South, and I didn't think you you that type of guy, so. I like it. I like oh. them. I think they're, they're, they're great. What's up? I don't know what's coming up next, but Dead South is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we are. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to commission them for like a new intro music or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sort of you reckon my musical tastes went to. Anyway. Well, I, I, actually, I, I honestly don't know what, 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 what you kind of call the Dead South, you know. Here we are. According to Wikipedia, it's, it's folk bluegrass. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't know if it's... I mean, I mean the 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 vocalist I think has got this gravelly voice, which is anyway. Well, I think there's a few of them singing, isn't there? Anyway. Well, yeah, they have part part roles, but anyway, let's keep going. Moving on, moving on. Um, hey, you mentioned Order of the Dragon a couple of times. How's that traveling? Well, I'm I'm now deceased. Are <laughs> oh, you deceased? Yeah, I'm totally out of the game. Well, I'm looking at an old, old, old map of it. Then you are. You need to scroll to what towards the bottom when I'm dead. Oh, because I kind of had a look at that. And went, oh yeah, okay. You're not doing too well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, scroll scroll to, to the bottom of the page I sent you. Bottom. This is the forum post on Playdip. Circa fourteen fifty before winter. 14, 14, 15 before winter. Yes, dead. Shit, what happened? I'm dead, Amby. Yeah. So okay. So a couple of things happened. Um, you, you might remember the last episode we caught up. I was well. I had some feigned fake uh, marriage proposals, which I didn't actually mention on tape at the time. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Walshy, thank you, Walshy, again for tonight's drinks. Um, and I had kind of come up with a plan to pretend to uh, marry our, our, our heirs but to fuck it up and mm. 
the intention at the time was then to um, come up with a plan which would actually get him into the Black Sea. Yeah, him into the Black Sea and then I would kind of swing around. Anyway, long story short, it didn't work out. And then as a result of that, I ended up kind of um, stabbing him, working with the Ottomans and the Mamluks. And that worked well for a little while. And then uh, the Ottomans and uh, Walshi, who was playing Lithuania, then stabbed me. But in doing so, my heir got killed off and um, I lost my capital and that's the same thing that happened earlier on to Burgundy. If you lose your heir and you lose your capital, you're out of the game. You're fucked. Good boy. Mm. Okay. I did did try some sneaky stuff to try to move my heir, sorry, to, to marry my heir elsewhere. Um, but it didn't kind of work out the way I had hoped. Not, I mean, it was just um, basically I was working with the Kalmar Union, which is the, who the yellow player up in um, uh, Scandinavia is. Organised a plan. It all worked perfectly well, and uh, we would have got married in what was at the time Moscow, I think. Which I didn't. Which basically, when you get married, you have to kind of have, create a vassal state. Right, yep. and that can't it. be one of you. That can't be one of your home supply centers. So the Golden Horse supply centers are Kassar and Sari. So we were going to get married in Moscow. Everything was all good. I had to provide a dowry, which was Moscow. That would create a vassal state, and everything was fine. Except when you get married as a state, that adjudication doesn't happen until after the fall moves are adjudicated. So when the four moves were adjudicated, technically my heir, my normal first heir, so my Prince Charles, who was in Kirched, uh, which was my thrall, um, that got taken over by Lithuania with Ottomans' help. And then the Ottomans had moved into Sari and taken my capital. So therefore my main heir was dead. And my and my capital was taken, so I was then dead because my my heir was in Sari. We needed to move to Moscow, so the timing was wrong. The um, there was a little bit of conversation around this afterwards, and at the end of the day, you know, rules are rules. We know how it is. You know, if the if the copper pulls you over when you're kind of you know breaking the law, um, if you if they've changed the law or you just not don't know about it the whole thing is ignorance of the law is no excuse and this is the case so there actually had been the rules which had been produced as the pdf document there was some um gray elements of that and then in one of the threads there'd been a subsequent um repost or a subsequent um clarification provided by no pun intended and um, but this is why you play test these things is to you know iron out well, things yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, at the end of the day, I, I legally I, I was dead, so that's no problem. It's just the fact that I hadn't kind of paid close enough attention to that that grey area, which had been subsequently clarified in a thread, which I hadn't checked. And you know, honestly, it was the type of thing that was it could have gone either way. If 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 it didn't if that rule didn't exist, I would be still in the game. <laughs> but no, it was a really, uh, from my point of view, this was a mind blowing map and uh, experience with the rule set because we've talked about this one before, particularly the last episode. 
uh, anyone who's listened to it from now with bloody thralls and vassals and marriages and whatever on top of the what usual. What the flying fuckery are you talking about? Yeah. Yep. Um, would you play it again? Uh, yeah, actually, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yep. Yeah. Would you um, play it differently? Probably. Huh? I would definitely play it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find. It's funny. I, I find it going diff, different areas and different uh, sorry different locations when you're playing are very different cultures within the diplomacy scene. And we've talked about this with many other players. I think, to be honest, I think because I hang out in VDIP a bit too much, um, or have in recent times, I think VDIP is more a care bearer environment. And I think um, players who, like today with the um, the game we played obviously over with um, the Minnesota Diplomacy Club and then also with this game, which is a regular group of people who come together for no pun intended um, um, games, they're, they're both far more um, ruthless. Yeah. And I need to kind of, again, be more attuned to what's going on to... Uh, not not kind of put my trust too much in players. It's hard. Yeah. It really is hard. I mean, the whole dynamics um, in the way this game works is if you don't trust a player and you happen to show your moves which show you don't trust a player and, in fact, they trust you and they don't stab you um, can obviously create situations where where you thought you couldn't trust them then actually breeds that distrust. So it's... Is that, that even Cal- more so with this Cal-Hammer particular got it right. Um Yeah, I don't, I don't think so even more with the particular... This has just got some just extra crazy rule elements. Yep. Actually, one of the games I want to get sit down and have a game, a good old solid game of um, when all this is gone is that... Um, that board game Pandemic. Have you ever played that? No. Uh, well, it's a, it's a cooperative game. So it's you and like three or four other players playing together against the board. And the board happens to be the virus and you have to work together cooperatively against the rules, which is um, it's just a different way of playing a game. And um, it, I, I, I wonder... Like I, I kind of touched on it on our last um, on our last podcast, um, but I do wonder, like, if you to reimagine from the ground up this particular game, what sort of rules you could put into the diplomacy variant that would actually cause players instead of going cutthroat to actually have to cooperate against a thing. Do you know what I mean? And that thing happens to be the rules itself. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just <clears throat> spitballing here for variant ideas, but I think people who maybe listen to the podcast who have played Pandemic or Space Alert or um, you know any of those cooperative board games would probably be thinking, "Hang on, yeah, I, I kind of get where Kane is going here, and that you know taking the taking the rule set for how the units work, but having a um, having a thing that happens on the board that's outside of player control that the players have to work together to cooperatively to defeat, I just think would be quite could be quite interesting. Hmm. Kind of like like okay on, on a on a like just on a 
basic level, you've got that Pirates variant of yours, Ambi, where you've got that hurricane, yep. right? Now, if you imagine that every like it, it, not necessarily a hurricane, but just we'll use that as the example. It moves around randomly, but every you know every two seasons it develops like a um, like a sister hurricane or a hurricane that's joint to it, and then it controls two territories, you know, and then it controls four territories, and then it controls eight territories. But you have to work together as a group on the board to defeat that climate change of the board. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just as just putting it out there. No, it's very interesting. Um, hey, one thing I just want to quickly mention to you is over at VDIP, uh, Mouse has responded to my forum post. Oh, has he just? Yes. <laughs> well, Mouse isn't about to let Gopher, um, Gopher win because I hear marmots and vermits um, are mortal enemies. Ah, that explains is, a is, lot. Is, is my understanding on the... Um, <laughs> according to... Okay, all right. So... For those of you who are listening who don't know what this forum post is all about, um, there's been a, a, a long multi-year forum thread that's been running since um, March. 2011, isn't it? 2011, yeah. Um, and it's called The Winning Post, essentially. Um, basically, um, it, it the, the rules of this particular post is the third to last person who posts on that forum thread wins. I'm sure a lot of forum threads have these sort of forum games. Um, so you're currently winning. Am I? I'm Really? Yeah, That's you're good winning. Yeah, okay. Um, the post itself was posted because... Um, there was a there was a previous link like okay so VDIP's been up for since about 2010 I think um, yeah, but there was years. a previous thread that was um, basically had a stint where there was the second to last person to post wins and um, Ollie actually won that particular forum thread because um, what happens over time these threads get locked because no one posts in it so it's keep it's about keeping the um, the thread alive. Um, but I was, um, yeah, so, so, I don't know, there's, there's just been a lot of history going on in this particular thread. For many years I had it muted and then it unmuted and then re-muted. Well, I I had it muted for about nine years because I started participating in it and I thought, this is just giving me the shits because it just took up so much space in the, in the actual uh, homepage. So, um. You, you encouraged me for, for goodness knows what reason to post in it after nine years not posting in it, so I did. And well, in doing so, I've probably put you now in a winning position. Yeah, you have. Um, I, I can imagine that this thread will um, gather a lot of um, quite, a, quite a flurry because um, Ollie is looking at um, putting in a forum that's similar to web diplomacy so that it's um it's searchable and you can um sort of post links and all that sort of stuff into it Uh, so the 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 current forum as it stands is dated and it's going to be replaced with a new 
forum um, type. Um, that's not to say that all the forum posts and the threads are going to disappear. They're going to be put into an archive, but that you just won't be able to post in those particular um, threads any longer. So I imagine over the next little while until um, Ollie gets around to putting in the new um, forum system, um, there could well be a flurry of people posting in the winning thread to see, to try and make them win. Try to win, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I can um, I can smell dinner or something cooking downstairs, so mm-hmm. you okay if we wrap it up so we can then do our Patreon session? Sounds good to me. Excellent. Well, um, thanks everyone again for uh, tuning in. I think this was, oh, shit, what episode was it? Hasn't the fun- something? Yep. 67 this will be. Oh, okay. Getting up in the world. We've, we've probably been going for almost at least a, a year now, Kayla. A year? <laughs> okay, that's another running joke. Um, got me on <laughs> that's as bad as the yep. wing joke. Yeah. We'll have a wrap up then. Okay, so uh, I'm Ambi. I'm Kana, and thanks for listening. If you like this, don't forget to drop us a like. Check us out on Stitcher, iTunes. Um, jump on the website and chase up those links that we've been talking about in the site, this podcast. Awesome. Okay, see you everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.